When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Tell yeah, like talk Tom about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Alright, welcome back into another edition of your favorite Celtics podcast, of course. The Causeway Street Podcast. As usual, I am Joseph Pavone. Mr. Sean Dutra. What's up? Joel Pavone. What up? A lot to talk about in this episode, of course. I mean, the, the, the Celtics are still owners of the best record in the NBA. However, they got me thinking that they could have another competing team to deal okay. with in the Eastern Conference. Sean, bite your tongue. Let me finish, okay? Because right. the Detroit Pistons right. certainly made a statement Monday night at TD Garden. We'll get into that. Also, we'll get into uh, what Marcus Smart did that night. And uh, got us thinking, is Marcus Smart going to actually turn this thing around? Uh, or what? is that just a one-game thing? But we can't ignore the fact the guy went six for nine from behind the arc. It's not the first time he's done that, but it's like the third or fourth in his entire career. So we shouldn't get too excited about it. We're going to talk about if it could potentially be a turning point. And finally, uh, and I want to start with this, what happened in that second half, especially in the fourth quarter? I mean, we're talking about... Kyrie Irving having a tough time against who a, a guy that we're, we're all familiar with, of course. Someone who I think easily is the best on-ball defender, especially when we're talking about Kyrie Irving. That is Avery Bradley. He had a little bit of a trouble. He, he was struggling a bit, okay, in that fourth quarter specifically. So it got me, it got me thinking. You know, we talked about this briefly before the show, before we started uh, recording. Who's going to be that guy to step up in those situations? Fourth quarter, Kyrie's not feeling it. You need some offense. Who is that guy? Well, Marcus Smart, right? <laughs> it could be. Wrong. I mean, I, I think I think this is probably everyone wants to focus in on the bench. Everyone wants to focus in on you know your big man of what the what the problem is with this team or what the Achilles heel is. I think that's the question: is who is going to step up when Kyrie isn't on? Because right. we saw against Detroit and we saw against Miami lulls. Like it, it, it seemed like both winnable games, both winnable games. But Kyrie wasn't on, and when and if Kyrie's not on, it starts to you start to get that feeling of, 
Did the Celtics have a chance if Kyrie's not playing his best basketball? Well, one one part of this equation is, of course, the fact that there's so many guys that are have the potential to go right, off. Right. That's a good thing. In certain aspects, but at the same time, though, I feel like a lot of other teams, the majority of teams in the NBA, they sort of had that designated guy. Right. Yeah. That designated guy for this team, he's not coming for, back anytime soon. Gordon Hayward is out of the picture. Right. So with that being said, we don't know who that person is, but for the most part, I feel like this is a team that needs to have that scenario figured out. You know what I mean? Well, I think I think you have to. So who is it, though? It's Jalen Brown. I think, I think it's going to be Jalen Brown. In my opinion, fourth quarter... Guy I want shooting the ball, I think to this point, has been Jason Tatum. But I think Jalen Brown, this is the last part of his game that needs to, you know, last time we talked about is Jalen Brown on that verge of being a superstar. I think that last hurdle is saying, I got you, Kyrie. Like, I, I, you're not on tonight. I'm going to take this game over and be consistent on that. Like, you know, you look at the dynamic duos in the NBA, right? You got a, you got a John Wall and Bradley Beal, even in the Eastern Conference. John Wall, mm-hmm. Bradley Beal. Those dudes are picking each other up when the other guy's having a bad game. LeBron, not so much on on that squad, but you know Kevin Love will will, will put in if if LeBron's having a bad game, it used to be Kyrie, right? Mm-hmm. Kyle Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan, DeMar right? DeRozan, yeah. They they have that second legitimate guy that you know night in and night out is going to be an offensive threat. Now Jalen Brown could be that guy, but until he fully comes out of, you know, development, right? Whatever he's in right now, right. the stage where he's, he's having a great game, then he's having an all right game, and a great game, an all right game. That's the biggest question on the Celtics team. Well, and, and that's the Achilles heel of the Celtics team right now. Well, in the, in the case of the Miami game, I felt like there's been too many times this season where the Celtics have spent so much energy trying to come back from these double-digit, like, advantages. Or, that's their MO, baby. Yeah. It's been their M.O., but then how many, um, you know, that takes a toll after yeah, a while. Yeah. And, you know, they tied the game in, in Miami, and then that lucky Deion Waiter shot from the top of the backboard to go in. I think I felt like that just like. That well, just, like that's, that's a topic for a different day. No, that, no, I'm just that, saying, that, like, that was some bullshit. That was some bullshit. No, but, I mean, after I, I felt like after that, it, just, it took the wind out of their sails, right? So then fast forward to against Detroit. Turnovers. Yeah. Turnovers were huge. That's the reason why I didn't win that game. Sure. And it was, again, both winnable games, especially down the stretch, uh, and, and and especially in the Detroit game, it was a you know seesaw back and forth. I had a, I had a big problem with the way they ended that Detroit game, a well, big problem, and I think that comes back down. Well, to that goes back to the backcourt. The question, right? That goes back to the backcourt. That, right? that goes back to the question because Smart was was feeling it. Brad Stevens went more with Smart than 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 Jalen Brown towards the end of that game. Sure, but you know, Kyrie Irving, he tried to. Maybe do a little too much. Uh, maybe try to get more of his teammates involved. Did end up with nine assists, but he just was off. All right. Well, here's my problem with the whole Jalen Brown thing because I feel like Jalen Brown can give you that type of offense when you need it in those situations. But is he really Sometimes. a guy who can, you know, off the dribble, ISO, knock down shots for you? Because I don't think he is. He's sort of the guy no, who comes off like- of curls, can hit those jump shots mid range. He can, you know, uh, backdoor screens, can finish strong, obviously, in the baseline. But for the most part, he's not that type of guy where it's like, clear the way, I'm going to go do my thing right now. I, right? I he- feel like Tatum is more of that than, no, I, than Brown. I, I think Jaden Brown can, can get to the line whenever he wants. You know, once he starts getting those calls, he can legitimately, if he's not turning the ball over but that's he's driving, it, right? You just, you just said it once he starts to get those calls. He doesn't always get those no, calls. No, no, that's the thing. But I think he has that mentality that he can. I think the problem is is that he's still a little timid to say, Kyrie, you've, you've, you've turned the ball over the past five, 
five possessions. I'm going to take the ball. Give me the ball. You know what I mean? He's not demanding that ball. The Celtics don't have that guy that is going to say, it's a seven point. We're down by seven points. Kyrie's been playing like crap. It's the start of the fourth quarter. Okay, this, you know, Jalen Brown's going to take over, or Jason Tatum's going to take over, or we're looking to one player mm. that's going to, we're saying, all right, Kyrie's off today. Let's go. Like last year, right? Even even though it's at a much smaller scale, if Isaiah was off, you sort of had the same problem, right? You didn't have that second guy to come in. You had Avery, but Avery was sort of the same type of player that Jalen Brown is but right now. But this team doesn't, mm, I was going to say, this team doesn't necessarily have an Avery. doesn't have that knockdown sure, guy. Sure. Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they are well, I was gonna knockdown say, guys. Well, well I was yeah, going to say, but I, I, I'm though. not sure. I don't know if knockdown guy yeah, is the right the way stretch. to put it. I don't think Jalen Brown is the type of player where you put a, a, a you set up a play at the end of the game, he's going to knock down that three the way every Bradley used to do. Well, every Bradley look, won a couple of you know games because of those buzzer-beating shots that he used to do. This stretch, know? This stretch from when... They lost. They they're they're what since from the Miami game to the Detroit game. I feel like both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are up and down. They, well, they weren't like consistent like as during the sixteen win sixteen game. That's win I think that's I think where we're where we're coming. At. We're, we're all piling on the fact is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are nineteen and twenty one year old. Okay, mm-hmm. so, players, all right. so right? Then, all right. So it's very hard to count on them to be consistent. So, so if Kyrie's not feeling not, it, they're, they're screwed. They, well, they they do not have a player that's a veteran in the NBA. God love Al Horford. He's not the guy. Yeah, you just you just completely took my yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Why hasn't Al Horford's name he's, even been brought he's up? He's just in this conversation? not that guy. He's just not. He's not. I mean, he can be maybe once in a while. I mean, but we, he does everything and else. On that road trip though, I mean he was that guy, right? He was the guy who went off in that third quarter, you know, on the road. This is my not against think, the Pacers, right, you know. Sure, sure. But like, is that a thing that you can count on? But no. why not though? I don't think so. But I just don't me, think it's Well, this is my question though. Is that is that a question against, of against Orlando too? He was he was doing his thing. Well, let me present this though. Is that a question of Brad Stevens not trying to set him up in those stretches in that fourth quarter? I think it's really those hard. crucial situations. I think it's really hard to have because he disappeared against the Pistons. I'll say that. Well, no, well you yeah, brought he up- had a bad game. He had a bad game against the Pistons. I think overall, Al Horford does enough around other than scoring to make his worth on the team very valuable, right? But I'm saying scoring-wise, because it, it, all we're talking about is scoring-wise, because if Kyrie's having an off-night shooting, the rest of the team can still be playing great, which is one of the reasons why they're the best defensive teams in the league. They can play defense fine. On the offensive end, who is that number two guy? And I don't think it's Al. I think it's, it's too early to give those reins to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So then... I think it's. I Who think, is I think it? you fill that role by committee, like it just whatever. So that whatever, and, and, and I, that night is feeling it. And I think that I could think be, Brad Stevens would agree with that. I think that could be a problem. That's all I'm trying yeah. to say. I think that it wasn't. Could a, it be wasn't a problem. a problem during the streak, but now we're seeing like these little. Well, no, no, and I think these that's little it. like knickknacks. I think we saw what it could be by committee. By committee, you know, if everything's rolling and Jalen's shooting and Jason's shooting yeah. and and Al's and Al's offensive rebounding when the ball and putting is, when in, the ball is and then Marcus hits his first shot of the game yeah. in the fourth quarter, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, when that, the ball is moving and the yeah. Celtics are have like twenty plus assists as a team, it's all good. Right. Even if they lose, is we're not they're not going to lose like the way they did against Detroit. I, obviously, we're nitpicking. The Celtics have the best record in the NBA. This isn't to say that this is going to hurt the Celtics. 
so much that they can't recover from it. No, I'm just right. saying it it is it is probably one of their major flaws right now. It's something to think about because you have Detroit and right. you have Cleveland now knocking on the door. Let's pause mm-hmm. on Detroit. Let's pause. <laughs> Let's pause on Detroit. <laughs> so I'm not trying to hear anything. I'm not trying to hear anything about Detroit. All right. I'm not trying to hear anything about Detroit. All right. B I mean, minus team. They're a B minus team. They're a winning streak away from tying the Celtics. They are a forty-one win team. All right, all right. Sean doesn't right. want to believe it, but you know what? Five we'll, hundred. We'll wait till two thousand eighteen till after uh, after the new year to see where they're at in Fine. terms of the NBA standing. Because they're right there. My uh, Dallas on Mavericks, paper and on and the eye test. I think they're right there. That's, yeah. that's what I think. Yeah. Two more wins. Two more wins. They need the one, Dallas Mavericks. Actually, one, one. They won. <laughs> they won again. They're yeah. five wins. They're yeah. five wins. I know, but you said that they wouldn't. Oh win yeah, more I, than six. I got six. I got yeah, six. Yeah, so okay. I, I said two right. more. We'll get into more of that later. But this opening segment is, is of course, brought to you by my bookie. Uh, head over to www.mybookie.ag. Make sure you use the promo code Causeway. And my bookie will match uh, yeah. your first deposit with a fifty percent bonus. That's right. If you join with a hundred bucks, you'll get an extra fifty dollars to play with. Head over to mybookie.ag, use the promo code Causeway, or you can actually call eight four four nine hundred bets. That's eight four four nine hundred bets. Play, win, and get paid with mybookie.ag. A hundred dollars is child's play, so go in and go make that. Go make that bet. Go make that. <laughs> Sean, bet. you wouldn't say that. Go Says the gambler. That. Yeah, you would say that, Mister Kenny Rogers. Hey, you over get here. you give me fifty dollars if I put down a hundred. I'm in. I'm in every time. Okay, so joining us now is our boy Zach Pelequin. We haven't talked to him for a while, but I felt like it was appropriate to get him on here Mr. because Piston. of Mister <laughs> Mister Pistons, Mister uh, D Town. Hey, he called. He called <laughs> us. Look, I'll be the first one to admit that I, I thought the Pistons would be good. I didn't think they would be this good. So, of course, it was only appropriate to get uh, Zach on the uh, phone with us. What's up, Zach? What's going on, man? Not too much, gentlemen. Uh, my weekly update, I guess we can do it live. Uh, the Pistons <laughs> are still they're still pretty good. So do you have, like, the, 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 the Tobias Harris jersey going? Uh, he's, he's, he's rocking the Ish Smith jersey. <laughs> yeah, Christmas is coming up soon, so I'm thinking Henry Ellenson, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that That's for the diehard Pistons fans, you know what I mean? Get one of those guys <laughs> off the bench. Galloway, Galloway, too. Zach, let me ask you yeah, this, though. Yeah. How, how good is this team, though? Because I'm, I'm starting to think, I don't know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm starting to think that this team – could be not only a top four team in the East, but I think this is a team that matches up very well against the Celtics. What are your What are your thoughts about what happened Monday night? I think you're 100 percent right. This is a team that uh, they've got pretty. They're pretty solid all the way through the lineup. I mean, you take a look. You got a guy on the wing with with, with Tobias Harris who can knock down the three. Who's he, I, I think he's kind of underrated. I know we got we give him a lot of. Uh, a lot of junk, but I mean, he's a pretty solid player. The guy that the Celtics were looking at a he's year a B, or two ago, and he's he was a B minus. He's a B minus. He's a B minus. Yeah, he's not not quite an all star. He's, a, but, he's an know, a, a solid against, against the Celtics, though. He's an A. B minus. Well, that's the yeah, thing, yeah, though. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you bring him up because that's my thing about this team. I feel like this team doesn't have a closer, and I feel like he no. has to be that guy. And I'm not quite sure. I'm ready to say that he can eventually turn into that guy who can close out a game. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. I think uh, if anyone, I would probably give that title to Reggie Jackson just because I think he's the most pure scorer that they have. Mm. Um, but here's the thing. I like that roster, and I like it for two reasons. One, because I think when you when you look at this group of players, it's it's one of those underrated scrappy teams, almost like the Celtics were the last couple of years. Where, yeah, it doesn't have the closer. Yeah, it doesn't have the marquee names. But you've got a bunch of guys who have their head in the same place and all seem to like playing with each other for some reason or another. 
Number two, doesn't this team remind you a little bit of the, the good Orlando teams that Stan Van Gundy had out in Orlando a little bit? Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, it's like point. it's like all of a sudden Andre Drummond oh, is like their Dwight. Yeah, he's, he's Dwight Howard part two, right? Yeah. Tobias, Tobias Harris is, is Turk Lug. Yes, yep. that's accurate. Yep. Yes, and hey, that team went to the finals. Not to say that this team's gonna go to the finals. No, but, no, no. But listen, listen, but the formula is there for Stan Van Gunny to bring this team farther than we could have expected. I will give you this: this team would be a great team if it was two thousand and seven. This team is not <laughs> fit for today's NBA. Okay? Why? If they're not super team, Sean? No, no. D- listen, listen. The Southern's were a super team a couple years ago. I don't. I don't. And they went to the East Conference Finals. Listen. Why? Because there's no clear cut all star. Is that what it is? No, Andre Drummond is a clear cut all star. No, they have all stars. Yeah. Oh, okay. They are. As long as you admit that. I, I, I just, <laughs> I just hate it. Like I heard. So Zach, you said at the beginning <laughs> of the year, I'm going to give you props for it because they've they've started the year pretty well. They give will level off though. I 1,000 percent bet I will put money on it. That's a high 45 percentage. games is the max that this team is going to win. For, and, 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 it'll be, and it'll be a great season for them. Yeah, but Sean, 45 uh, games for a team in the okay. East. You say 45 wins, That's right? not too bad. Okay. Actually, I actually not mean 45. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean 40. I mean, 40. No, I mean, yeah, because you said 38 to 40. <laughs> Four, that's what I meant. On that oh, night, right? Yes. 500 okay. team now. <laughs> right, so listen. There are 500 team right, 40. So yeah. you say between 38 to 40, right? You say 40 at the max. When the Celtics lost their first two games of the season, yeah. you said 45 wins for them as well. I was a little depressed at that time, man. Okay, okay. All right? But... Seeing what you saw on Monday. I synced it. You synced it, right? The way that they match up with the Celtics. Just the Celtics. Forget, okay. forget the rest of the okay. East. Okay. Forget the rest of the NBA. All right. Just the Celtics. Three guys scoring over 20 points against the best defensive team in the league right now. Fair. The, it, it, this, is, this is the problem, though, is the Celtics played like doo-doo. Mm. All right? Did they, though? The they, Celtics just played like shit. Yeah. Which is just Kyrie Irving. Kyrie though. Irving is the heartbeat of the Celtics. Kyrie Irving did not have a good game. Kyrie Irving and Al Marcus Horford, Smart decided to switch positions. Al Horford positions had a bad game. So your two best players had a really bad game. They they couldn't defend Jalen Brown, but it was still winnable. Though. Was was Jalen Brown really a factor in that game? Not so much. No, you, right. You could say Jason the Celtics Tatum didn't a, didn't play a, a great to game to a certain capacity. You could say Jason Tatum. I feel like he found his rhythm, especially in that second half. But yeah, okay. Jalen didn't. Jalen was off, but the game was was in reach. I, this, well within reach. This, this last is my and, 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 and not only have the Pistons beat the Celtics, they've already beaten the Warriors. They've beaten the Raptors. Like these, these are not like under the radar teams. I just, I just, I just think this is that when it comes down to it, if you're gonna try to say, like my my biggest problem is people now saying, whoa, these this Pistons seems legit. It's like, Gotta love Sean's sh- announcer voice. Yo, relax on that <laughs> shit. Once Mike Gorman said on the broadcast, he said it very like passe. He goes, man, this seems pretty good, huh, Tommy? And I was just like, oh, shit. Now, what, ready? Ready for this fucking firestorm? Everyone's like, whoa, this Pistons team's going to be great. They could, they could contend with the Celtics. They, could, they may even be a top three team in the East. They're not. They're not. They're going to be a top five to six team. They have a, oh, they have a, a, a B minus. Uh, uh, Tobias Harris is B minus. Avery Bradley's B minus. They had they legitimately they legitimately rely on Ish Smith and Anthony Tolliver to play meaningful minutes okay. on their squad every single night. Okay. This is not a this is not a this is not a semi ocean Go in and see what you got. Here's a little nugget for you though. Their bench, top ten in the NBA. Something to think about. Okay, yeah. You know what? You want to crown Anthony Tolliver a six man of the year? I, I, crown him now. That's not what I said, but all right. I'm just saying, <laughs> the the those two players, there's a reason why those two players have been in the league for about 
20 years combined, okay. and they've been on 19 teams okay, but considering, combined. But okay? cons- but they rely on them as their bench. Okay, considering the East, how, how it's been so far. Fine. Up to this point. Fine. You can't, say, you can't just sleep on the, on the Pistons. I'm okay with that. If you want to put like, them. Like the Pacers wanna... have tailed off. You know, your, your Sixers on. are a 500 whoa, whoa, team. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Your Sixers. Hey, hey, Come hey. on, bro. Hey. The Nets, the Nets are not even in the playoff picture right I'm now, I'm not bro. worried about those teams. I'm saying if you're going to – if the Pistons have not, which is, which is my, my biggest thing right now, is the Pistons have not cracked that top four hierarchy in the, in the Eastern Conference. And if and a lot of people after that one game they saw because yeah, no one no wait, wait hold on who no do you, one who do you have over best, them besides the second the best team in the league right now I'm still I mean, in the in the East right now. I am still yeah, taking question. the Celtics the Cavs the Raptors and I know the Wizards haven't got off to the best what start. about Milwaukee Milwaukee's not even there they're, they're ta- below five hundred team right I'm now. taking the Wizards over I'm taking so if you want to put Pistons so five what, you, over you put, the Bucks you putting them at five I, I don't care I, like at that point <laughs> it doesn't matter you're losing in the first round if you're not on the top well those two teams play each other anyway so right right so whatever if 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 you if if you, you legitimately look at me in the air right now, and if the Raptors play the Pistons in the first round of the NBA NBA playoffs, who are you taking? I think I take the Pistons. Oh, yeah, guys, I feel you from day one, from the offseason, that the 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 Raptors had a great opportunity to rebuild on the fly, and the fact that they continue to go with this group is just the wrong route to go. Yep. like this yep. team is just not going to improve. They're going to continue not, to go down. I am not saying the, the Raptors and the Wizards, are the and the Wizards, and the Wizards, too, Wizards that improve. Have they improved? No, I mean, I mean, okay, but so. I would understand your point more if the rap if the Detroit Pistons came in with a shitty record, but they're only three games behind the Celtics now. Fine, they've had a good start to the year. I just don't see right. you can look at the Celtics and say they have a legitimate superstar in Kyrie Irving. They have a supporting cast. They have one of the best coaches in the league. They have, have they have a you know a, a, a secondary star that's Adam Hal Horford that's playing a great have a great season. You look at the the Pistons and you say. They're a very much improved team from last year, but they're not a top team in the East. I'm sick and tired of that argument. I mean, you can right, throw me, you can throw it in the conversation. All right, let me let me uh, reel Zach back in here. So Zach, uh, of course, Avery Bradley was obviously the, uh, the 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 big topic heading into this game. It's the first game back in Boston. I mean, we saw him not necessarily go off offensively, but we saw him really rattle. Uh, Kyrie Irving, especially in that second half, I feel like he had a lot to do with Irving not finding his rhythm when they needed it most in that fourth quarter. What's your take on Avery Bradley's game? Do you think that this is a guy who's probably one? This is me. This is my opinion coming in right here. <laughs> I think he's one of, if not the biggest reason. Or actually, no, I definitely think he's the biggest reason. He's the biggest reason why I feel like he's got this. Make it be mine, bro. He's got this group completely <laughs> committed on the defensive end, and I saw that from the backcourt. Through the front court, I feel like he is the, the the anchor for that defense. What's your take on Avery Bradley and, and his impact on this team? And how far do you think his impact can bring them in, in terms of uh, being one of the top teams in the East? Oh, it's enormous. I mean, this is, between Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart, the last two to three years for the Celtics, that's kind of been the identity of the team. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas has been the star player, but exactly. at the end of the day, when this team defended on the perimeter, when this team played well, it's when they were able to get up in other teams' faces and able to basically intimidate them. Look at the success that the Celtics have had the last, I think it's now three years, um, when they had Avery Bradley in their backcourt against the Golden State Warriors of the world, against those really good top echelon teams. When, they, when those teams had guards that they needed to defend, they put Avery Bradley out there and they had success. 
And I think that's what you saw the other night there is that they were able to stick Avery Bradley out there on Kyrie, slow him down, and then Boston's uh, peripheral players had to kind of figure it out from there. And that's where it does get a little bit dicey for Boston. Who is their number two guy? If you want to say Jalen Brown, great. But, uh, you know, has he really earned that crown, you know, with just over, what, 20 games worth of success as of right now going into this season? So, yeah, I mean, Avery is a huge part of that team for, for Detroit, and I think he does set that tone. And I think with guys like Andre Drummond, uh, as mentioned, I mean, these guys feed off of him. This is, this is going to be one of those teams where it's going to be the energy that he brings, the defensive energy he brings, and uh, the more the better. And I think the, the longer he does it, uh, the more it's going to seep into the DNA of, of what this Pistons team is. 17 turnovers the Celtics committed. 17. It's not good. I, okay, it, did, in watching that game, I mean, I I will give it to Avery Bradley because watching that game, the last the last really memory I'll have of Avery Bradley and the Celtics is when Kyrie Irving went off for 46 against him in the Eastern Conference Finals. And he looked like straight dog poop defensively. <laughs> All of a sudden, Sean keeps it clean now. There yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. but I just, I don't know why I paused. And I, I, I don't it. mind it. It's fine. Uh, but no, seriously. And then and then he came out and, and, he, and he got his vengeance against Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie looked like crap. Avery Bradley played well defensively. But I will say, you know, the turnovers, I think that was more of the Celtics being sloppy. Because here's my biggest part about that game, too. The Celtics were only down by six points with 58 seconds left in the game. Kyrie Irving comes down the floor and jacks a three. We play defense, get the turnover. Marcus Smart comes down the floor and jacks a three. What the fuck was that? But Why was Brad smart, Stevens not calling a goddamn play? But he did it. They both missed the threes. This was at the end of the game. Yeah, well, well, yeah. When Smart took that three, though, there was like 30 seconds left. You had no choice. Right. That one I get. But the Kyrie three, he comes down, he's triple teamed over in the corner, yeah. and he just does a fadeaway. That was, that, was, that was the Kyrie that I think everyone was worried about getting. But... Brad Stevens did not take that game over at the end of the game. Well, that's 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 on Stevens. I know that's no. Well, that and on the other end, that's frustration of fucking being stopped by Avery Bradley throughout maybe, the game. Maybe, yeah. I I just think that yeah. I in my opinion, Avery. He's like, Celtics, he's like he's like let me get him by surprise and just pop the three. The Celtics played worse than the Pistons. Celtics playing did not play up to their strengths that game more than the Pistons forced them to play bad. I think the Celtics just played like crap. Also, I think that Boston Celtics fans and Boston Celtics media love Avery Bradley still, and that blinds them to see all of the flaws that are with this Pistons team. This Pistons team is not good. I love Avery Bradley as well. Avery Bradley is a number three on a team, and he's very valuable number three, but they don't have a number one. They don't have a true number one. Andre Drummond is not a true number one. You can't be that with the way he plays in today's NBA. And they don't have they they, they just they're flawed they're a flawed team they're not going to be able to make any noise in the playoffs it's just that that's it that that that's my opinion of these pistons all right Zach let's switch gears a bit uh, Marcus Smart of course I mean it's been the story of the entire season I mean if it wasn't for the winning streak I feel like he would be catching a lot more flack but of course he entered to he entered Monday night's game I was gonna say tonight's he entered Monday night's game not only shooting under thirty percent from the floor but he's shooting twenty five percent from the arc. That same guy went off for six three-pointers on Monday. Uh, he looked like the best three-point shooter on the floor. Is this something that we – do you feel like Celtics Nation or, or, or the NBA critics have been too harsh on him? Do you think this is something that he can eventually turn around? Or was this just one of those nights where we're just seeing Marcus Smart just come out of nowhere like he's done in the past and that we, we shouldn't get too used to seeing maybe not him score six 
three-pointers, but we shouldn't get used to him being so efficient offensively. Yeah, he's he's the Jackie Bradley Jr. of the Celtics. He's going to have one good month of shooting every year, and <laughs> yeah. that's basically it. Jackie Jads, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but he can field, though. He can field. He can't. He can't. Well, and and Marcus is an incredible defender who I think kind of sets the tone with his energy. That's what I, that's what I meant. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, I, in terms of his shooting, there there are mechanical issues in his shots uh, that I think it's it's not necessarily that he's a bad shooter, but he rushes his shot, which I think ends up turning him into a bad shooter. If that makes any sense at all, the type of shots, um, the type of shots he, he takes. No, it makes sense. It was not even just yeah, not the type he, of shots, but yeah, his mechanics. Sometimes he doesn't really get much lift off the yeah, floor. Yeah, he when he speeds up and he's not shooting well, you'll notice. And I mean, you can even watch the tape. The ball goes a longer distance from whether it's his hip or wherever his catch point is to wherever he's shooting it. It takes him longer to get there, which I think in turn is hurting his mechanics. When he's quick, when he catches and he's going straight up to the shot, that's when we're seeing him hit shots. That's when we're seeing him have this type of success. The problem is I think he expends so much energy and so much mental energy on the floor um, you know, defending and really being that energy player that I think offensively it, it almost takes him out of a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to think a lot of that energy that he spends on the defensive end, it's eventually going to wear on you. Well, I mean, I think offensively he's most he's more dangerous taking it to the hoop, taking it to the right. Mentally, yeah. not totally he, there on that offensive end. And 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 maybe you know Zach's got a point that maybe he's it's too much energy on the defensive end that he's like oh, I, I I'd rather take a. Uh, you know, pop a three or settle for one yeah. or settle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like game three against the, against the Cavaliers in the Eastern conference finals. Right. What did he make? Seven, three pointers. I don't, I don't think he missed. Mm-hmm. Like it <laughs> comes out of nowhere. I'm telling these, you, it's like you every 15, these, 17 yeah, games. You, you, you get these things you get from smart these. from time yeah. to time offensively. Right. That's the beauty of Marcus smart. That's why I love Marcus smart. Marcus smart. He, he legitimately will. That, that's what you love about him. But it's, no, but, I love the but fact the Celtics that Celtics rarely win when he's like that though. That's the weird part. Right. But, but like, all right. I was thinking about this today. And I don't think it makes a lot of sense, but I'm just going to say it. So I think the reason why the Celtics lose when Marcus Smart goes off is because when Marcus Smart is sort of feeling it, like people want him it's like to Kelly, shoot. It's you like know Kelly what Olenek, I mean? It's like, like Kelly Olenek in the, in, in the last three years, right? Yeah. When he, when he was leading the team in scoring, Celtics didn't win. Right, which, is, which <laughs> makes a lot of sense. If, you, if you're one of your worst offensive players <laughs> is the best offensive player that night, you're probably going to lose. It's almost like Kyrie and, and, and Marcus switched. On Monday night, right? But it, like, except, except it's still Marcus Smart. So, yeah. But here's my thing: Marcus Smart is the most is I'm not gonna say most valuable is the heart and soul of this team. Now, after you lost Avery Bradley, after you've lost Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart is the life and blood and everything about this Celtics team that makes it still a Brad Stevens Celtics team. Any offense he gives you is gravy, as long. The only thing that bugs me with Marcus Smart is he doesn't have to take as many shots as he takes. If he just didn't take, yeah, his, he was going to shoot. He has too many, like one for nine, you know, oh for eleven, you know. I don't, I don't, shooting but I don't, I don't just care. Like, I don't care about that because you know what? That one for nine, the one that goes in, is the one that sparks a run, but or is about, the one that ties a but game. What about the two? And everyone's like, "Whoa, Marcus!" Because when he does it, you're like. Oh, that's a bad shot, Marcus. Don't fucking hit. Oh, there it is. Tie game, man. But what about that? That's Marcus Smart game in a nutshell. It's he's no, gonna, no, he's no, gonna no, turn no, the ball no, no. over. Yes. He's, what about he's, gonna, he's gonna he's gonna force turnovers. He's gonna make make everyone on the other team super frustrated. Everyone's gonna start thinking about all oh, this dude's flopping, this dude's doing that. It gets in their mind. He is just like a perfect player in the NBA outside 
of offense. If he, if if you don't have to, <laughs> but what about if, what if, about when he commits these crazy turnovers too? I don't even care. It's the same thing. I don't care because you know what? Like who's back the, to back turnovers in that Detroit Pistons game. Who's the first they, dude back on? Who's the first dude back on defense on on, on any turnover? It's Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. It, I don't care. His hustle, his heart, his attitude, his his knack to just be in the. Okay, who's the guy that Brad Stevens trusts probably the most on this team in the fourth quarter? Besides Kyrie, maybe Marcus. It's Marcus Smart. He knows he's going to put Marcus Smart out there. And you know what? Even if you did goaltend a Kyrie layup at the end of the oh half, you're going to come in the fourth quarter and you're going to make some couple plays that are going to put us over the edge. Because he just knows he's a he's a gamer. He's a it's, gamer it's and he's going to be there I, I every think, single I think, time. I think Marcus is like Sean's new new crowd of this year. Jeez. No, he's always I've been, been a Marcus been, guy. No, I, I know, Marcus. but... I mean, I thought Marcus was going to get a little better offensively. Yeah, so did I. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm I'm okay he lost the weight and he, you know, he, I mean, he I'm was still, shooting lights out in I'm preseason. I'm still thinking this may be a turning point, but I could be wrong. Don't I could be wrong. Don't fall for every it. year. Zach, is a turning point. Every year is always a turning Listen, point. Marcus Smart is who Marcus Smart is, and I'm totally cool with that. Averages are averages because they yeah. are <laughs> averages. Hell yeah! So this isn't a turning point, Zach. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think he's, he's, All right. I mean, I will say this though: if we're going to be talking about averages. Marcus Smart is n- as bad as a, as an offensive player. Marcus Smart is historically bad. He's not this bad, so he's due for a nice run of, that's just, of a couple games. That's just it, the scale. It's every it, every year. There's like two or three points of the season where it's like, is this? Could this be it? Could this be the turning point for Marcus no, Smart to be a, a better offensive he's player? And it's, and it's so then that's what's going to hurt him when it, when it comes contract time or, or or when it comes to possibly trading him because it's like you know Terry Rozier could be the next guy in line. I don't. Uh, okay, that's actually Zach. Zach. You gotta, you gotta make a choice long term for the Boston Celtics. Is it Marcus Smart or is it Terry Rozier, or do you think that they they would sign both? Possibly, I I don't think they have a possibility to do that. But uh, that's a tough one. Um, yeah. I personally like Rozier's game a little bit more than Marcus Smart. Um, like his contract situation a lot better right now. <laughs> um, well, I'm saying so I'm Danny. saying so. So Marcus is up but, after this year. Rozier is up after next year. Yeah. Right, right, right. So really, I, it's one year of a difference. You want long term. Well, if if Rozier played the same amount of minutes as Marcus did, we could we could actually be able to you know make the decision like right now. Like, oh, there's a reason why Rozier or Smart. There's a reason why he's not. We mean there's a reason why he's not. Because you're not gonna play Rozier over Marcus Smart. Because Smart. Because depending Smart's on, a depending better on, player than Rozier. Depending on matchups, Smart is either gonna start or he's not gonna start. I, I'm just Rosier already has his role. Minutes wise. Smart, smart. That's what I mean. You, yeah. you, you said if, if Rosier would play as many minutes as Marcus Smart, right. but there's a reason why Marcus Smart gets more minutes All than right, Rosier. So then right? wait, wait till Smart gets injured and then we'll see Rosier play more minutes. And then if he's if he Wally pips him, we'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll back see, to you, we'll see. Yeah, I think I take Rosier. Not by a lot though. It's close. it's definitely Rosier is stroking it out very well from behind the arc. It's neck and neck. It's neck and neck. You All really right. think it's neck and neck? Uh Maybe he's not neck and neck. I, I still give the advantage to Smart, but I feel like if we had to pick who has the higher ceiling, I might have to lean towards Rozier. I mean, Marcus Smart has been in his league for quite some time. He's been playing meaningful minutes for quite some time, whereas Rozier is really coming into his own just recently, like right now. There is year three. There is two things that I kind of put into my equation, too. One is the fact that you picked Marcus Smart sixth overall 
and he's a hustle guy. Like that just pisses me off. I'm sorry. True. True. Hey, hey. you know what though? You know what though? There's a lot of six overall picks that are not hustle guys, and they act. They're probably out of the league at this point, man. You know, like oh, true. But like, still, it's like that was that was the first big pick of this rebuild, and he was he's been like, okay, well, he's he's good, yeah. but like. I don't know. So, okay, uh, minus them pissing you off. I mean, <laughs> they did also reach for Rozier. Yeah, well, the other thing to take into consideration, too, is when you look at the two players, if you want to match them up and say, okay, who do I want long-term, the thing that goes through my mind is who plays a role that is more pertinent to this team Thank long-term. You. Thank you. We, because neither one of them are going to be superstars on this team. I think we can agree with that. At, at this point, we, we know what they are. But who plays a more pertinent role for this team two and three years down the road? So, Sean, you got a great point there. That, that's what that's what I'm trying to say. Like, but it, defensively, it, though, that's the only reason why it, why, the, why Brad why Stevens goes to him. I don't even think it's defensively. I think it's just I think it's just confidence. It's it's yeah. it's it, like it, if if Terry Rozier, Terry Rozier is not going to out talent Marcus Smart enough. Mm, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Enough to make Brad Stevens say. Or Danny Ainge say, you know what, Terry Rozier is more valuable for this team. Because remember, remember, right? If you're if you're t- if you're talking, Marcus Smart wants twelve million dollars, and ter- and Terry Rozier, you're trying to give Terry Rozier the same thing, twelve million dollars, right? Who is going to be better when? Uh, who's going to make your team better when Hayward comes back? Take those shots away. Uh, you're going to get way more out of Marcus Smart being a role player. Of the, one of the most valuable role players in the league when the when he, when the offense isn't needed, then Terry Rozier, who yeah, he's a good defender, but he he's he and he, and he and he makes big offensive plays. He's good picking up the offense, you know, on that second unit. But I don't know, man. You can't you can't quantify Marcus Smart's value to this team, especially especially long term. When you think Hayward, Kyrie, Tatum, Brown. Those are your offensive players. What you get from Marcus yeah. Smart at that point is gravy. All right. We'll see. Obviously, still got plenty of basketball left. Zach, we appreciate you for coming by. We'll uh, we'll, we'll speak again soon. Sounds good. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Bye. <laughs> Man, I love the fact that Zach didn't uh, – he didn't go the Sean Dutra route there. You know what I mean? Like, if, if the tables were turned, oh, Sean Dutra would have been – I would have been all over the You would have been going all – over him world champions he took the high road there but you know mm. what the the jury's still out i guess according to sean dutra and, it uh, is with that being said let's get to you let's get to your segment let's uh let's look ahead let's see who the Celtics have to deal with for the rest of this uh five game homestand oh look ahead look ahead look ahead right sean dutra's when you look ahead what are we doing looking ahead exactly and it is brought to you by DraftKings. <laughs> trying on a little new go. jingle. Hey, no, DraftKings. Uh, go to DraftKings.com. Sign up using the promo code CLNS. That'll get you an entry into a first contest for free with your first deposit. Go check out DraftKings. It's uh, my favorite daily fantasy site. Guys, I'm not talking about fake money. It's real money. $10,000 is on the line in this contest. So, again, DraftKings.com, promo code CLNS, sign up. And now it is time to look ahead. All right, what we got, Sean? What we got? All right. So it's funny. It's it's really funny that Zach came on here tooting his horn about the Pistons. Beep, beep. <laughs> Hugging that horn. <laughs> beep, beep. That's what his horn sounds like. That's the trap horn. 
Honk, honk. So my team at the beginning of the season that I said was 100% going to make the playoffs and probably be a top five team is the next team that comes to the TD Garden, the Philadelphia 76ers. So the Philadelphia 76ers will be without Joel Embiid. Right. And, and why is that, play, Sean? He doesn't play. Okay. I'm going to say it. He doesn't play on a back. You know, so you go. <laughs> he doesn't play on the second night of a back-to-back. What? Think- <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was asking. Okay. And Philadelphia uh, won last night, but unfortunately, he still will not be playing now, with Phil- this team. Philadelphia they barely won after being up by 20. That's what I was just going to say. Nah. Philadelphia did win, but they almost blew it. So, <laughs> which is, I mean, hey, I got it. I got to say. Kelly Oubre. I, I got to say. Okay. Don't even talk, talk about <laughs> Kelly Oubre. If we want to talk about DraftKings, Kelly Oubre, whew, stay away from that guy. Ben Simmons? I really like Ben Simmons. A lot I, of people like Ben Simmons. I'm just saying, though, when he came into the league, remember, remember how I hated? I said, he was, I, I said he was garbage. I said he was too much of a LeBron wannabe. Mm. I love, I, not love, but I really enjoy watching Ben Simmons play. I think he's a, I think he's a great, I think he's going to be a great NBA player. Right. Well, he certainly shows signs of it. And the last time these two teams met, I mean, it wasn't easy for the Celtics. No. Even though they did win the game. That was a they big game. They had to make a comeback. They had to hold on to it in the fourth quarter. And it certainly came down to the wire. So I think we'll be into a similar, uh, we'll be seeing a similar game uh, come tonight. He didn't have a great game, though. Simmons. Neither did no, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. And not in particular. I mean, uh, I remember J.J. Reddick caught, caught fire. At some points, um, damn. Jay other Jay. players stepped up, but that's a cool. It's he's, burning. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I can't do it. I don't I'm, know what. I'm, I'm just gonna go trap on this entire thing. So I can't. I was gonna say burn, burn, but it doesn't sound. Burn, burn. Shot, shot. <laughs> ben Simmons was fire last fire. night. Burn, burn. Flame, flames. It's hot. <laughs> so I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say we'll see a similar contest because I feel like maybe Ben Simmons goes off. That maybe not goes off, but holds his own against the Celtics. A better performance, and I, I'm looking for the other guys. Looking at Reddick to do the same thing he did last time. Three points. <laughs> no. Watch like watch like Bayless just go off. Nah, that that it'll, it'll be Bayless out of all people. See, I mean, that's the thing about this team. You don't I know will, exactly who's okay. going to be. Covington could drop okay. twenty. Amir, Thank you. Amir Johnson could go off. Reason why I like this Philadelphia 76ers team better than I like the Pistons team because they're when the you, same exact team. When you get to that point, I'm sorry. I would much rather have Jared Bayless, JJ Reddick. Um, stop right now. Come on. <laughs> then, then, then Tolliver and gonna, and, and why Smith. Do you, why do you keep bringing up the bench players as if this team doesn't have five starters yo, that Ish, can go off yo. for twenty points on any given night? By the way, Covington is Ish. a better. Covington is basically um, Tobias. Tobias Harris. Yeah, but Ish. Some nights you can't sleep on Ish, bro. Ish. I will sleep on Ish, Ish whenever is- the. F- Frig, I want to. He's the he. Hey, he oh, leads. Now, now you don't want to curse. He leads the top <laughs> ten bench. Let me remind you again. Oh, top ten bench. Great. You you're the one bringing up bench players right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about a starting lineup that can they can all score twenty points in sure. any given. Let's night. see how let's see how long Tolliver can pick, keep that up. I'll take Darius Sarge any day of the week. I'll take the I'll take the Pistons over the 76ers any day. All right. Well, that's that's dumb. Anyway, so let's let's continue on. So who else we got? I'll take Ish over. Uh, Bayless. What? Just, just. I don't know. I just felt like saying that. You would? No, I really wouldn't. You wouldn't. No, I no love, one would. I, I love Bayless. That's why. It's a different for different reasons. <laughs> Nothing to do with the Phillies in Detroit conversation. What fucking reasons are they? I, I think he was I think he's one of the underrated. He's, no, he's, one, he's, he's an underrated player. Because he was a Celtic. You got the Bayless jersey, bro? No, I don't. Match it with that headband? Nah. Just because Joel comes in, rocking the Bayless jersey and the headband one day. He's like, I, I think he's one them. of those guys. He's just like a solid player. Yeah, all around. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. He's solid. Yeah. Just, you know, not good. 
<laughs> well, you said you would you would take Bayless over I would, ish, so. which is which is right, that's which, which means something. You guys going to keep not, going not, with this debate, or we're going to keep going looking well, ahead? I, I'm I'm, so, I'm a little bit so upset. So Covington over uh, only podcast Tolliver. where you hear uh, no Coving- Smith versus no, I, uh, Jared I, Bayless. I would take Robert Covington over Tobias. That's Harris, what makes though. us unique, bro. We're I would all, take we're, Robert we're, Covington over Tobias Harris any day of the week. I wouldn't do that over Harris. Over Harris, nah. Okay, well, you've gone too far. No, I have not. Anyways. The Phoenix Suns come into the Garden next Ooh, on Booker, Saturday. Booker going to drop 70 again? That's what I'm saying. A little mad nay. Booker going to drop drop 50? Nah, your dragon's going to go off. Is he the, is he the Andre <laughs> Drummond of the, uh, the Phoenix Suns instead no, of scoring no, versus no. rebounds? No, because because Sway dropped him in his fantasy league, Monroe is going to go off. Probably. But, probably. Yeah. But I got to shout out. You know what? <laughs> this is the time of year. We got to give a shout out to uh, resident Suns fan, Tim Tunis. Timmy too. Oh, Tim will definitely be in the building. One of the best. On. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll be there. No, we got no, to get him on for uh, another, another. A rant? A year ago today, he was on to, uh, what was it, preview? Oh, no, I think we're doing like a Western Conference thing. A Western Conference mm-hmm. thing. It was pretty good. I got to listen to it again. The predictions were a little off, but that's that's usually it's usually the case. That's but, how we do. But it was uh, it was a great episode. That was his debut, and debut. then the second episode was the one when he talked about being the, a Suns fan, the one on one studios. Which was the which was the one when he just kept stealing the mic. I was going to mention that, but that is the one. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's what you get with uh, with Tim Tunis, and that's what you get with being a Suns fan. You just black out occasionally. You gotta, you gotta. <laughs> that's how you get through the days. Yeah, I can just hear him now. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Right, who's out the Phoenix? Uh, the Celtics play the Bucks again. Ooh. It is it is going to be December 4th, and we've played the Bucks three times. How is that even possible? It's crazy. Well, I mean, it's the NBA, man. But yeah. that is um It's gonna be a good that day is the, December 4th. That is the fourth home game in a row, which is great. Giannis has sort of Leveled off. Leveled off a tad. So is Still the, having so a good the rest game. of his teammates. Eric Bledsoe is now there, though. Um, no, t- shout out to Tim, sons. <laughs> E-Bled. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it, it, it's going to be these three games, when you look at it, when you look at the 76ers, the Suns, and the Bucks. I don't think it's me being an idiot to say 3-0 because I think the Celtics need to start turning around. They need to get back on those winning ways. I think it's very important. Well, I especially because they're out. I think obviously the Milwaukee game is the the toughest one out of the three. I mean, Philadelphia could be just as tough, but for the most part, we've seen what Milwaukee can do. But the fact that the Celtics have seen them more than once should put them in a good situation at home. You know, throughout this homestand. I mean, this is let's face it: the last time this team faced the Bucks, they've improved since then, so well, they should be able to knock them off at home. True. And it's going to be a close game, but I really think this is this is the home stand where the Celtics can really pick up some momentum and and carry that over. Because believe it or not, I mean, there's going to be another road trip coming up soon. Yep. And then of course they come back home, and then there's that big West Coast swing. When they go on that West Coast swing, if they it's, go 500, that's yeah, a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. So so I I will say this. But either way, they're in great shape. I mean, at the end of the day, look at their record. This yeah. is this is yeah. No one could have predicted this. They should go three and zero. They should go three and zero. They should go, but and, I think. And, I think I think for some reason I don't know why. Yeah, they're gonna drop one. I feel like the Suns game is where they drop. I don't know why, because I feel like with Milwaukee, I don't, I don't think this guy's Milwaukee been doing those drugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Milwaukee, they're he's they, on that stuff. They just uh, he's on that freaking shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about Milwaukee that I'm just like, they're just they're just not there. They're no, not, they're, they're, they're not. not. They're not good as 
everyone thought they'd, they'd be. I will and guarantee a blowout against the 76ers, though. They're going to dominate the 76ers. Okay, so 76ers I don't, on a back-to-back. I don't, I don't know about that, but I feel like we're, when we're talking about Milwaukee, though, I feel like the, it's the matchup against Antetokounmpo. I, I, they just don't have someone to slow him down. And I'm not saying that he can single-handedly defeat the Celtics, but if he has a couple of players helping him out, if it comes down to a situation where it's a two-point game and he goes off for seven points in a row, that's very much Again, likely we, that, that that's capable. he's capable of doing that. We talked about it. If you're a good team, the Celtics, and the Kyrie's not going off, then the Celtics need to figure out that second player to come in. That well, is there you go. There you go. What if Kyrie gets into a slump in that that's point? That's what I'm saying. But I, w- I want to just say this you know, until we get before we get into it, in case you missed it. Do not judge the 76ers. On the game, they are about to play against the Celtics because I think they will suck. Hmm. They will suck, hmm. but they are a good team. All right, we'll see. We'll see if you're right. And that's Sean Dutra's... When you look ahead. Eighth seed at best. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up this episode the same way we wrap up every single episode where we take our trip around the NBA with Joel's In Case You Missed It. Matt Lauer. <laughs> In Case You Missed It. Too soon. Um... He did not make my in case you missed it. What? <laughs> oh, come on. He's bonus if you want to bring him up. But. I'll bring him up right now. I, I always no, knew no, 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 Matt Lauer was a creep. I always <laughs> knew it. I've been saying that for years. We're going to have a separate episode, maybe. Matt Lauer is the most shadiest dude in the world. I woke up and I saw it and I said, people are just getting on this shit. I fucking, I could have told you this guy was unzipping his pants in front oh, of random women. That would have been, been the perfect conspiracy theory if you if you came up with that a few weeks ago. Oh, you, you know what? Oh. Matt Lauer is in top of mind, really. Shadier than Trump? Oh, dude. I think this 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 whole thing is a buildup to grabbing, get Trump. Grabbing versus showing? I mean, I let's be honest. Trump is like, if I had to say, where is this going to end? It's going to be at Trump. You think something else is going to come out, huh? Uh, how about Trump trying to, like, all of a sudden say, like, you know what? None of that stuff is true, by the way, you know? Like, no, I didn't, I didn't grab her, but that, that tape is false. You didn't hear about this? I, you don't want me to, you want me to get on this shit? No. <laughs> you don't want this, man. We're not, we're not, you don't want no, this. I just wanted to make fun of Matt Lauer and move For the bonus episode. For the bonus episode. No, real quick, though. Not something, not something food for thought. What happened to all these women that came forward and all these charges it's like they never happened. He's not going to court. He's not, or he's never going to be charged. Or he just became president, and that was it. <laughs> that's that's how that's how I'm Listen, feeling right now. You know, you know, you know. The only reason not why the, not that I'm saying what Matt Lauer did. You know, is the only reason why the Trump sex scandals hasn't hasn't come out yet is just because he just constantly he knows that anytime he says NFL, everyone just loses their fucking mind. Mm-hmm. So he just distracts it. You know what? Oh, National anthem. <sighs> yeah. Oh, shit's going on in North Korea. Uh, <sighs> what about those goddamn sons of bitches kneeling? Huh? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm from Arkansas. You're right, yeah. Trump. They can't, they're disrespecting everything. Yeah, his, his followers. Get the fuck out of here. His Don't fo- get, his I don't followers, get started. His followers are the ones that get all gun, gun control. Excited, <sighs> really. And they're the only ones that sit and fucking eat Lay's potato chips and fucking sit in front of their TV and watch fucking Fox News all day and gershk off the fucking Matt Lauer gershking off the fucking other people. Jeez. Like, they just, I hate that shit. And you know, and you know what the fucked up part is? Like you, you, know, you know what the fucked up part is? I will just say this. Rob Moore, the fucking Republican senator or whatever the fuck he is from Texas, has the same motherfucking allegations. You know who's getting all the spotlight? Harvey Weinstein, Democrat. Mm. Matt Lauer, Democrat. Mm. Fucking that other director. I forget his name. He's so in in, in Democrat. Louie. Democrat, yeah. strong Democrat. You're Look right. at this shit, right? You're and right. then you got the same guy, Rob Moore, what, 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 in what a fucking political what about, office. What about Bill O'Reilly, though? Bill, okay, guess what? He's, he's kind of he's kind of flown under the radar. Guess right? what? 
Bill O'Reilly. Does anyone remember Bill O'Reilly? If you talk about the shit now, you're talking about Harvey Weinstein. You're talking about Matt Lauer. You're talking about motherfucking Louis C.K. No one's mentioning Bill O'Reilly anymore. The fucking dude who's trying to pass one of the biggest. Kevin Spacey, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest tax tax cut bills ever. His idea is the guy that's fucking a Republican from Texas. One of Trump's biggest states has the same allegations. And you barely hear about that shit. It's all about this fucking all Holy everybody else. Holy shit! Sean just connected the motherfucking dots. Trump controls. Props, props, bro. Shit, props for that, bro. yo. Yo, I'm gonna drop that beat right now. I, all right, well, that's gonna do it for this edition of this <laughs> Cosmic Street Podcast. So that's it. I, I don't know. I, I can't even bounce back from that. What else we missed, bro? Uh, so it was 50 degrees today in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 in case you missed it, uh, LeBron James was ejected. From- what do you think he said, bro? According, oh, let me guess. According to LeBron, Bron, let me guess. He bitched about a non-call. He complained when James Johnson, according to him, said fouled him all the way up the court. Ref. Uh, Kane Fitzgerald explained the ejection, stating that LeBron charged towards him, punching the air while using vulgarity in his ear a few times. Even Ty Lue agreed LeBron should have been should have been tossed, especially since Cleveland was up by 22 points, about two minutes left in the third quarter. But my favorite part about this story, though, Nick Center and his canter, who has been trolling LeBron ever since James calling himself the king of New York on social media, Cantor tweeted a pic of a pissed off James being held back by uh, Dwayne Wade. Cannon circled the ref and captioned the King of Cleveland. That's a lot of buildup for <laughs> an outright joke. So I was sorry. like, what's he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? Well, Cannon went, Cannon got in uh, James's face in New York, too. Yeah, he did. They got a little bit of a scuffle. He did. Ever since, ever since that, he just, he just keeps trolling James. James oh, just good. doesn't pay attention to him you know on, what? on social media. I, had a, I love Cannon, though. I had a, a water cooler talk about this today. Oh, another Somebody said, you see talk, LeBron huh? James got, got kicked out of the game. I was like, yeah. It's about fucking time. And he's like, the first time ever. And I was like, the first time ever? Yeah, first time ever, bro. That's ridiculous. I, I at least thought he was thrown out for, you know, once before. Nah. But see, that's the thing, though. Nah, After 15 years, how many times have we seen LeBron James go off about a call? This is the very first time, and he chooses this time to complain LeBron James. about how he's not getting enough calls did, this well, year. By the way, did you see thing? his 17-step travel the other night? But yeah, that's a, no. But that's the thing about that's the thing about this, like him bitching about how the refs give him non calls or whatever, whatever the case may be. Only a handful of times he's been he's reached six fouls. I think I feel like the last he's time that that happened, like, he's fouled out like four or five times. I yeah, I feel like the last time that happened was against the Celtics back in 2012 in right. the in the Eastern Conference Finals. No. And even then, that was shocking. That I think at that up to that point, it had, it had only been a, a two times maybe, and. At the same, at the at the same, the same token of him, you know, bitching or whatever. You got other other, you know, LeBron, for lack of a better term, supporters in the media that they all they say is, oh, he has a tough time with the referees. The referees are trying to, sh- you know, make him become a shooter every time he drives. They never miss the calls. It's not even Windhorse. It's it's cast like like Nick Wright and and idiot and and, 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 and uh, wait, here it is. I told you, you bring Nick Wright up on every episode. You tell me you don't, but you do. Well, this is only the third time. Now it's like the eighth <laughs> in a row, bro. Well, speaking of Bron Bron. Uh, reportedly, the Sixers. What did Nick Wright have to say? Well, no, Nick Wright didn't say, didn't say this. <laughs> reportedly, the Sixers will make an offer to Bron Bron next summer when everyone knows that you know he will opt out of his current deal. Could Bron Bron 
lead Philly during this trusted process no. era? What do you think? No. No? Nope. You want to be a good fit there? No. No? No. All right. <laughs> took the wind out of my sails. All right. No, I just think that Philly's too crusty for LeBron James. Right. Well, I don't think it's that. I think it's just those players. To LeBron, he's like, that's not, that's not a concrete group where I can actually – you know, make my way to what the What the fuck is he going to do mean, with Ben Simmons there? You mean Joel, Joel Embiid hasn't played, like, he hasn't played back-to-back back games? Him and Ben Simmons well, exactly. are going to be on the like, same team? Embiid is shaky. Uh, I think him and Simmons can coexist. No, they can't. Yes, they can. Yeah, no, they, they can. can't. Yeah, they can. No, they can't. And today's NBA, the you, same can, player. you can bump him to the four. That's fine. The only problem is he can't shoot. If he could yeah. shoot, then yeah. There's, well, there, then, there, then, then you have Riddick's on a one-year deal. They have no shooters. Hold on. Then you have then you Dwayne the Dwayne Wade and LeBron duo. Dwayne Wade was a great shooter, but it still worked. Is Dwayne Wade just follow LeBron wherever he goes? Uh, I think th- this is his last stop. Think gonna, you don't gonna, think he's just gonna keep like? I mean, if LeBron leaves, he'll probably playing like a half year, like come like not signing until January. No, that's a great oh, question. He's been playing well as of late. I'm just saying. I mean, from, from the, game from the beginning hey. though, from the beginning, we all predicted, especially me. I predicted him to go to Cleveland, but I also think Cleveland probably wanted him more than he wanted Cleveland because Cleveland was like, if these two. Can rekindle that special. Well, I think they want that him. special relationship they had in Miami. Maybe no matter what happens this year, LeBron will stick around. Well, I think I LeBron think, will stick around for at least I think they another wanted, year or two. They wanted a starter. You know what I mean? Instead of no, nah, it was more about the relationship with LeBron. Well, I, I well, I feel like the relationship. Dwayne Wade could be starting. forty-four, and they would Dwayne be like, sucks. You can you can help him stay. You well, his role now his, his role now is coming sense. off the bench, and he's been doing pretty well. Yeah, and speaking sense. of and speaking of the Cavs, who are now three and a half games behind the first place Celtics, not worried about him. And without their grows, by mind you, who, are we going to talk about that? Well, where you know the man has been out since November seventh with an ankle injury, ghosting, and the former MVP is considering retirement. You know what he should be considering? A haircut. I thought he did oh, get a haircut. Go again. Nope. He did get a haircut. He's got no. long ass Sean, now. Sean's going to call it unkempt again, like he did last year. I never said that. <laughs> well, I never said that. I'm just saying. You said when nappy. he had it. When he, Sean, no, I did. I can't believe you used the word nappy I last year. I did not. <laughs> oh, no. Sean, I think, I think, I think your hair might be a little nappy right now. Don't do it. It probably is. <laughs> you called him nappy, Sean. No, I said unkempt. This is not a racial. <laughs> this is not a racial take. No, this no. is oh, Derrick no, Rose when no, he had Sean, a tight hold on, hold on, hold on, fucking cut Sean, was so much better. Listen, listen, I'm with you because you know what this is. I feel like this is him just sort of showing how depressed he is, or how much he doesn't. I don't care, think this is a brand right? new thing. Okay, I, no, I think he cares, but I think at the end of the day, he can't get over the fact that he's not one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, I think the hairdo, the look in general, just the swag now, the like, swag. He's really. I mean, he was also he was always kind of like quiet. But I feel like the last few years, he's just almost like on the sad side of quiet, right? Yeah. It's almost as if he keeps he's sad. He can't get over the fact that, like, man, Russell Westbrook, you know, uh, Steph Curry, all these other guys who I know, if I was 100% throughout my career, I would be better than them. I would be considered, you know, right there with LeBron if I didn't well, have this injury. He did win, he did win MVP. He, he stole that saying, MVP though. from LeBron. And LeBron probably should have won that year. such a young age, you yeah. know? Like, well, and then he then he decided to grow his hair out, not care anymore. And then he sucked. <laughs> then he started tearing every ACL in his body. You know what? I agree with him. ACL, MCL, NCL. I'm not saying he would have been better than LeBron, but he would have been a top five player if he never got injured. He At least be, you could say that. Maybe he, top. He three. would. He was basically Russell Westbrook, 
before Russell Westbrook came into the league. A little more dynamic. I think Russell's a little quicker, but very similar. I don't even think that I don't even think Russell's quicker than D Rose back in the day. No, he's quicker. Back in the day, Rose. Let me let me tell you the difference. Rose's Rose, first step. Rose can change. Okay, Rose's first step. I will give you that, but Rose can change direction on a so quickly that he's almost impossible to guard. But Westbrook would just blow right past you. That's the difference. Right, but I think I think I think Derrick Rose. If you, They're slightly different, but Westbrook is quicker because of that. If you he'll can, blow right past you, you instead but, of having to cross you up. But, like, Rose will cross you up. Yeah, like, right. That's what I'm no saying. Matter no matter what. Easily like, is effective. Yeah. But I'm saying, I think if I had to pick who's quicker out of the two, Westbrook gets the edge. You got to take. But he will cross you. you he gotta, will cross you up worse than Westbrook. You got to take one dude. Speaking of Westbrook, real quick, one he got season. crossed up pretty bad last night. Yeah. That was bad. But, yeah, go ahead. If you had to pick one dude. One what? dude, one season. Are you taking the Russell Westbrook of last year? Or are you taking Derrick Rose's MVP season? Westbrook. Yeah. Because he... Yeah, I got to go with Westbrook. Even, his MVP, it, it's, even, it's even, even tough, in Rose's though. MVP season, he wasn't averaging double figures and well, assists or rebounds. That's true. But... He wasn't averaging triple-double. But also this, How young what Westbrook brought to the playoffs last year. Yeah. That team had no business being there. True. No business being I'm there, just, let I, alone getting out of the first round. They got I, out of the first round. I just, I just think, it, I just Are think. You it, kidding me? I, I, I agree. I agree. You take Westbrook every day, but I think it's like you can make an argument to say like you have to start a team. Like you don't know the future of this player. Yeah. You start a team with what a twenty-two-year-old Derrick Rose yeah. or twenty-eight-year-old Russell Westbrook. Like that season that Ru- Derrick Rose had was one of the best seasons I've ever seen. But then Still after not that, triple double though. Not a triple double. I get. Yeah, I tell I get. you this: though. triple double stunts. It's it, which it is it, Trump's all. Wait, I, not to bring his oh, name. Wait, 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 come on, what the fuck? No, my bad. Real quick, I was just gonna say. Um, go ahead. Let's see if it, if it comes back again. Well, yeah, I mean, say, I do that all the time. Just yell. So the so the former MVP, right? You, you know, he's he stepped away from the team. You know, oh, that's got, what I'm got permission. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. <laughs> you knew he just had to wait for you to start, dude. <laughs> Sean was like, just just say it, okay? Before before it's on mine again. If D Rose is healthy, that MVP season, although no, no, the year after, neck and neck, but there's a chance that he could have knocked off the Celtics if, when, if he's healthy. When they were the number one seed. Yes, when the Bulls were that good, and he when, the, when when Philly when he when he 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 got injured in Game One against Philly. Yes, yeah. you think that this, you think that Bulls team was going to knock off the Celtics? I yeah. think he could have had a shot. Yeah, I think I, I'm that, not saying definitive. That I'm not, I'm not being the definitive. Celtics dodged a a, a bullet yeah. that that. That Rose got hurt. I mean, once they, still Rose went, got they hurt, still went to seven games with Philly, so I still think it goes. If if I think the if, Bulls the, if, won if that, you're saying won challenging, series. they would have gone probably seven. Bulls would have won that. I agree with that. Yeah, Bulls would have won that. Gone seven. Would have gone at least seven. You think the Bulls would have won definitively? You're saying that? I don't know. Was that 2012? Yeah, yes. 2012. Bulls would have won. Yeah, that's the team that went to the Conference Finals. Yes. And, the and Celtics and had and had a three two lead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the Celtics also got pushed. Got the luckiest draw ever. They were the fourth they, seed. Well, they missed out on the MVP. And they were supposed yeah. to play the one seed, and instead they played the eighth seed. Like, they took them to seven games. Rose probably, I think it would have been a battle, but I think that would have been, instead of having that happen against LeBron okay, and the East Coast Finals. I get you, I get you, I get you. But do you, remember, do, you remember, do you remember Rondo averaging nearly a triple-double that, that, that Rondo playoffs? Versus that Rose. That playoff yeah, season? that would have been. No, this whole thing should be on. That would have been crazy, bro. 
Rondo Rose. Rondo playing the best basketball we ever played. Rose playing no, the best basketball we ever played. It would have been, been a showdown. It would have been. It would have been so, a fucking. Yeah. It goes. Oh, I, I, you know. Oh man! It, when when Sway says see, challenge, see, it probably goes seven. But I don't. We, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Something. Something lose. I don't think. We missed it though. Yeah. We missed it, man. Call Jesus. Call me. You know, a homer all you want, but that's that's a good. That would have been a great series. I'm just thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I was like, look, I got to get this out. Try to remember what it was. There. How dominant were the Bulls though that year? The Bulls were. Dominant man, yeah. they the Heat couldn't compete with the Bulls the Celtics, that year. The Celtics matched up; they had a tough time with them throughout the regular season. They did. Yeah, the only yeah, time they though, won was when yeah, I think Rose even, was injured. Yo, even even though that would have been a great series against the Celtics, they didn't match up well against the Heat because the 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 year before that they lost four to one. That was the year before that. Though. I understand that, but it's the same. It was the same exact squad. They didn't add anybody. I don't know, man. I think they added like Rip Hamilton, which they just didn't they didn't end up using. I think they cut him like halfway through the season. Yeah. I don't know that that uh, that Derrick Rose. I forgot it's, about it's, that. It's, I thought it's, he was going to be such a factor, but he so, wasn't. So did I. Yeah. I was like sad, excited about. It's that. one of the saddest stories of all time. About Rip or no Rose? <laughs> <laughs> about Rip Hamilton not getting run on the 2012 Bulls. <laughs> yeah, the saddest story of all like, time. Oh, he had the best career he could have ever. He reached his oh. he reached his potential. Uh, I'm saying Derrick Rose, man. Like as much as no, I love making right. fun dude, of him, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like as much as I love making fun of him. At the end of the day, when you were making fun of him, that's what I think. I think of a guy who's just like he he can't get over the fact, and that's why I think this this whole thing is legit. I think. Well, that's why to wrap it up, I think this is this whole thing is legit. I think he's legit thinking, man. I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. No, but I'm done. I can't even but him, but take him, over a but game. But him thinking like that, him, him having this mentality, more like mind over body or vice versa, whatever. Body over mind, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, but the way he was talking in the preseason, everyone's like, oh, everyone's talking like I'm 38, I'm 28. You know what I mean? So then yeah. why talk like that? And then all of a sudden, it's fail- an ankle injury. He's not failing it, man. He's not failing it's it. It's an ankle injury, well, it's though. an ankle injury, but it's not, it's, he didn't tore his ACL. This is, this is what's going on. He's like, look, it's, it's December. Or it's going to be December in a couple of days. And I'm 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 done. I I don't even have enough energy to help LeBron while Isaiah's out. You don't think heading into this regular season he was like, oh, okay, perfect. I can ball up alongside uh, LeBron. I can take over games for the for two months. I'll hold this thing down while Isaiah gets his rest. And then look what happened. He's like, man, I. It's I not think like it was balling year, before it happened though. Yes, he was. That's what I was just gonna say. Last year for the Knicks. Okay, let me preface this. Of course, it is the New York Knicks. However, eighteen points a game. Consistently shooting a, yeah, good, was, a good shooting a good mark from the floor, I think he convinced himself that man, I can still do this. You know what? I may not be an all star anymore, but you put me on a championship level team, and I can push you over the edge. He's not pushing the Cavs over. Yeah, the but edge. two, but two things. I think the way the Cavs are playing now, he's like shit. They're doing well without me, right? And then the other thing, and the other factor is, and you and you and you've brought it up. What you know, the Cavs are they're trying. They're trying to. They're trying to win the championship. Yeah. So then, they're not rushing Rose back. You know what I mean? So he he could he could still come back and like. No, I agree with yeah. that. But I just don't think Derrick Rose. That's why this shouldn't think like that. That's I don't what think Derrick Rose believes that. I just think he's just he's just down and out. But go on. This is this is like a Derrick Rose a whole episode. We should well, do I mean, separately. you know, he's got permission <laughs> to step away from the team this time, unlike what happened last season. But whatever. Well, there was rumors he didn't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> There I was, was. going to say, at least, at least he said something this time. Yeah. At least he told people what, what was going on. But if Rose... See, that that time was probably a night he was like, you know what? I, I don't even want to play tonight. Yeah. I'm good. I'm just going to stay home. But if Rose, who's only signed through this season, were to call it a career, he's going to forfeit about $80 million with Adidas. He's just getting some time off. LeBron's not going to let that Yeah, happen. I'm just saying. LeBron, LeBron is trying to get all the help he can get. And he's like, look, if you can put up 12 points, 
I'll take it. Yeah, I feel. I feel. I He's feel like, like Jose Calderon's our fucking point guard. Get the fuck back here. But take your time. Yeah. You know, it's not even December yet. We're built for June, but don't give up altogether. I yeah. think he'll be back. He'll I be f- back. I feel like if you're having that type of thought, then you don't care about the Adidas money. Like if you're, you're like, I'm gonna give up my. I'm saying, but there's there's so much incentive for him to stick around. Whether he gets you know better a week from now or two months from now. That's better. Just just stick around. Don't be don't, don't. that Adidas bunny. See, you can't. You don't can't be a bitch, inv- you though. Can't invest in a dude like that. That young man. You can't. Well, he gets. He still gets. Come on, he still Adidas, gets that money. No as long that. as he's still playing in the NBA. <laughs> as long as he's still an active member of the roster, whether he's playing or not, he still gets his money. So he ain't gonna get that anywhere else. Get that paper. There you go. In case you missed it, uh, Dave Fitzdale was fired as the oh, head coach oh, of the oh, Memphis oh. Grizzlies earlier this week Tone after Luke. the team losses. <laughs> Get rid of Tone Loke, <laughs> After the, the team lost his eighth straight game, Marcus All was benched in the entire fourth quarter of the 98-88 loss to the Nets on Sunday. I guess those uh, Take That for Data t-shirts are a collector's item now <laughs> down in Memphis. The Grizzlies right now have the 12th best record in the West. What do you guys think? Should he have been fired? Should he just waited out a little bit? Well, you know um, Mark Marcus All got him fired. Nah, he so, was man. pissed though. He was pissed. You know, Marcus All got him fired. Nah, I don't think so. I mean, they spoke. I forget who. Someone asked uh, Vince Carter his opinion, his five cents on this <laughs> of whole thing. Of course, they asked Vince. I do love to talk. And Vince was just like, you know, some. And I don't know how the fuck. I don't know what this means. He goes, some situations you just have to shake your head. I don't know what the fuck that means. By the way, my <laughs> biggest problem. Profound. My biggest problem. <laughs> Thanks, and Vince. I'm so glad you brought this up because I was I was steaming when I saw this tweet. LeBron James tweeted. This is messed up, man. That's my guy. I need answers. Yes. <laughs> you know what, LeBron? What Remember when you got up? David Blatt fired? Huh? <laughs> Remember that? When you had the best record in the Eastern Conference and you decided, I want to fire the coach, and they fired the coach? LeBron, you know what? Fuck you, LeBron. That was the one. That, that was a straw on the fucking camel's back. Fuck you. You know what's funny, too? The timing of it. I need he answers. He literally tweeted I, that I out like less answers. than an hour after the news broke. Yeah. I'm like, really, LeBron? <laughs> I need answers. It's like, I need answers. I, I, I heard that Marcus All said he didn't want to play for the guy anymore, and they fired him. Can you believe that? I say the, I say the Suns David should, Blatt is should just, sign him. Should sign David Blatt just like, Fisdale. Takes a, lights up a cigarette right when he sees that shit. He's just like. Yeah, but do you guys really think that was the final straw, though? The, because he didn't play Mark? No, no. I just think. They, 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 they weren't liking losses. Him. Well, not only that, but I think oh, they weren't liking him for a while. Here's the problem. They, didn't, they weren't liking him for a while. I think it was the, the players. They weren't, they weren't Memphis fucked themselves because Memphis decided we're not going to blow it up. Like, we're, we're just going to sign Gasol and we'll sign Connolly and, like, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to win with Gasol But those guys were already signed. Like, and, the, and, the, and but this past really. offseason, this they past offseason, they, they, re, they, they could have traded But this past offseason, they haven't done, they didn't, who, did they, who did they sign? That's what I mean. They haven't done anything. That's what I mean. They, they, they haven't let, gotten they better. They said, go. they said, you know what, we can, we can keep this core. This Vince is gone. Yeah. Tony Allen's Tony gone. Allen's gone. The whole grit the whole grit game, exactly. They just like let's keep our best players. So, yeah. You know, Marcus Hall's thirty two years old. Yeah, yeah. he's older than Al Horford. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Get the fuck. I don't want that's that why, guy. That's why. That's why that night. Yeah, that night Christ. I was drafting. I was like, should I get Mark in this round? By the way, remember I don't the, know. Remember the Marcus Hall. But uh, he's been he's been pretty good this year though. The Marcus Hall highlight video. <laughs> yeah, best. No one else knows. I, I just wish that. I was gonna say I wish our listeners would know what we're talking about. We'll get more in depth into that, but yeah. they have no idea. Mind blown. Is it on YouTube, Sean? Could they find it on YouTube? No, no. that was. That was muted TV. That was, awesome. that was that was for our viewing only. That was special. She's gone in the clouds now. Special. 
In case you missed it, Blake Griffin will be out two months with a sprained MCL in his left knee <laughs> after, Clippers, after teammate Austin Rivers, Rivers. fell on his leg yeah. while trying to grab a loose ball. Rivers, this, Rivers can't catch a break. Not a this good look. coming after the Clippers learned recently that they'll be without point guard Patrick Beverly for the rest <laughs> of the season. The whole year. After undergoing right knee surgery. When it rains, it pours. Plus, it's been reported this past week that the Clippers will look to shop DeAndre Jordan, who could become a free agent next summer. Looks like it's going to be the Doc and Austin show instead of the Lob City now. Real quick, before you guys even comment, is this possible? Is this possible? Is this possible? DeAndre Jordan to the Cavs, some sort of package deal Jesus for that number one pick. Christ. That Brooklyn pick, because the, the Clippers, they so desperately need to start over the Cl- the, that they could use a top five pick next year. The Cavaliers would be no. that you know why? dumb you know to know why that doesn't do work? That. Because Lawrence Frank is going to be like, Doc, what do I do? Because Doc, he's, he's, Doc, he's not the team president anymore. Here's the more important. Lawrence Frank is. Lawrence Frank was brought in by Doc Rivers. You know what I mean? First off, that's admitting failure. Doc is not a good coach. Okay. Doc yeah. is a good coach with superstars. No, he did let a great me, job let me, here. Let me he's know not that. a he's good a, he's coach. He's a good coach, but he hasn't adapted to this new NBA. Okay. I'll give you that. Right? I'll give you that. I like that. Yeah. Small ball thing. Fair. The, you know, from fair. one yeah, to that's five, fair. Not, positionless not, basketball. Not, not playing Paul Pierce the last two seasons of his career. Yeah, see I what I mean. Agree. He lost a step. Let's yeah, say, let's say this: agree. positionless basketball. He hasn't converted. I mean, he has DeAndre Jordan. He has his his system is completely. Is, outdated I'm gonna win it like it's compared to yeah. today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That old formula. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know. You know what's funny though, too? Did you hear him saying like Lonzo Ball should have got a foul on that play? And you watch it is like. No, Austin just dove into Blake's legs. He was untouched. <laughs> By the way, here's why I wanted to bring up the story. Lou Williams is exactly what the Celtics need. Exactly oh, what the Celtics need right now. Explain. The Celtics need to make a trade for Lou Williams if they're going to blow it up in L.A., which they should. Blake's now out for two months. You lost Patrick Beverly. You've lost about 20 games in a goddamn row. You should blow that up. DeAndre Jordan should get traded. I don't know if he'll go to Cleveland. But do I don't want anything to do with DeAndre Jordan, but I want Lou Williams. I want Lou Williams. Doc is like, fuck you, Danny. Give me nothing. <laughs> I ain't giving you nothing. I ain't giving you nothing. Give me an assistant coaching job. I'm going to get fired. I'll make sure Lou Williams gets there. You know, you know what else he's thinking, too? You know what else he's probably thinking, like, how much is Lou hey, You know Williams? what? You know what, Danny? Where's the reunion? It's been 10 years. <laughs> Why is there no reunion set up? It's coming up. It's coming up this season. Uh, you think they're going to do a reunion? Stop this well. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Lou I think the Paul Lou Pierce Williams. retirement night is going to be the unofficial reunion. No, because the NBC Sports Boston, like during these games, during the Celtics games, have been throwing little things about the 2018. They probably put in a documentary. Either. It's like no, what they were doing with the '86 Celtics. Well, because like they're, they're celebrating, in and then yeah, it was like, they're oh, celebrating. Like, that's you know, why you have the uh, yeah. you have the the documentary coming up. Anyways, what else we missed? Uh, in case you missed it, Ben Gordon. We all remember him, right? Yeah, Speaking of that Bulls team, Bulls, Bull, yeah, former Bull, Bobcat, Magic guard, played a bunch of other other teams as well. UConn. He was arrested over the weekend in L.A. on a felony. Oh, <laughs> you guys just all just went down completely. He didn't touch somebody. Did he? Well, well, oh, he touched somebody. Did he touch somebody? No, he did not. No, Matt Lauer. No, Matt Lauer. No, he did not. Okay, he didn't touch somebody. All right, all right. on what a felony doing? robbery charge. Zip. The thirty-four-year-old. <laughs> Former NBA star was accused of punching a manager of a downtown apartment complex okay. where he was renting. All right. Uh, according to a police report, he pulled a knife on this dude. Okay. Taking money that Gordon claimed was his security deposit. Spent the weekend in jail. Was you know released what? 
on $50,000 bail uh, early Tuesday morning. This is just the latest incident in a recent string of arrests, including a November 20th arrest in uh, New York for driving with a, with a forged up. license plate. Okay, not mad about that. All right. In late yeah. October, he was <laughs> ordered to undergo. Jeez, what, we got a rap sheet? I, I, uh, listen, undergo <laughs> a uh, psychiatric evaluation after locking a woman in a sports store that he owns. Okay. And in June, was arrested okay. for pulling fire gotta be, alarms. Got to be a good reason for that. <laughs> and June was arrested for pulling a fire fire alarms at his apartment building when there was no fire. Probably fucked up. Probably fucked up on that one. Poor guy. So much for promise out of this UConn alum. Mm. It's a bunch of others, but those, I, are, those are just like the key really? ones. You know what? So, if, if you really like, if you remember those days though, when he was like, you know, great in, in the NBA, mm. it's always seemed like a little something off. Mm, about twitchy, him. right? Yeah, a little twitchy. Kind of you mean? You mean he seemed like the type of guy that not a lot of people hung out with after the games. Like he sort of did his own thing. But he brought enough talent to the floor that everyone was just like, all right, yeah, he's cool. It's a little weird. He, but, was, you know. he was one of those guys that when Derrick Rose, especially his rookie season, everyone was like, Derrick Rose is the next guy. And Ben Gordon was like, fuck that. Yeah. I've been here for a few I'm years. The, I'm the guy. I should have been the next guy. I'm the guy. And when he was offered, I think it was like a 50 or $60 million contract, he's like, no, I'm worth more than that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he fizzled I, out. I don't know. Ben Gordon to me, <laughs> I, I think... UConn, no, I thought he was the truth. UConn, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, thought he, UConn, I thought eventually Ben like Gordon a, was a beast, bro. Yeah. Absolute beast. He was a beast in the NBA too, but yeah, obviously UConn. He was yeah. Going back to that crime sheet though, everything. <laughs> he goes something sticks out there. Let me let me the let me, fire let me, alarms, bro. Yeah. Fire alarms. So he just that's he just start pulling them for no reason. Like like if that's the only thing, I'd be like, yo, you got fucked up one night. You took <laughs> you took the wrong back mix of drugs. Ra- like you just sheet, really. you just did the wrong thing. But then like. What what do you what do you think that woman did to him that he just locked the store? Well, <laughs> I did a little further research into that particular really? incident, and apparently, I don't know if he was seeing this woman or he ah, knew this woman. Ah, there it is. But they were arguing that, in the store. He she, was throwing he was throwing things. He, he locked himself in the bathroom at one point. He tried to Matt Lauer her. Huh? <laughs> oh, That's I don't it. know about all that. Close the door. But he locked himself in the bathroom. He was found like you know crying and just a bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. Oh man! So, yeah, well, ben, she, ben, ben having a hard time after it. life after right, the NBA. I'm with you, Ben. Come on, Ben. You can you can rebound. Hey, Antoine, Antoine, reach out to Ben. Reach out to Ben. He can turn anyone around. I remember the, a, a couple of years ago, he tried I mean, to make Antoine, it, he tried make it make a comeback. He was playing in the in the now the G League, but he was and no one really talked about him. You know, as he fizzled out. Speaking slowly. of the G League, James Young, truth. Yeah, but that's the thing. Nowadays in the NBA, man, like you can't do the comeback thing anymore. No, no, no I'm saying a few years ago before all this shit. No, I know, obviously. <laughs> but he was still he was in comeback mode. He was yeah, trying yeah, to, yeah. you know. Last guy to make yeah. a comeback like that? Yeah. I, I think know. I think the best story is probably Sean Livingston. Tim no, Tim oh yeah, Livingston probably. Well, it's because he's the that's because injury, of the injury he not, was down there. Not psychopathia and crime. I was mm. gonna say the best story for someone who went through the G League and came out and is getting playing time at his advanced age, Tim Frazier. I mean, the guy's like what, 30, 31? He's literally it's not a good good comparison. <laughs> no, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was thinking like T back on the Spurs. He had yeah, like a little like spur, like right? a comeback. But like that's the thing. Hit with that's like the best you can do is prolong your career via G League. I hope I hope like Because you're talking about from someone who who passes prime and then tries to come back. Like, I hope yeah. Dwight Gooden. I'm Dwight Gooden. <laughs> What is that the name? Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden, not Dwight Gooden. <laughs> yes. He's the Mets pitcher. I hope Drew Gooden comes back this no, year. No, I I thought if anybody would do it, I, I thought it would be. Well, um, I think he's like Carl- a commentator now on NBA TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah unfortunately. I thought it would oh, be yeah. Carlos Boozer. He's been a commentator too. Booze man. I, I mean, don't know what happened to him. He he. They played too, that, that one last soon. season. You know, he got bought out or he got. Uh, he he's uh he's amnestied a, by Chicago. He played a, that once last season and with the L.A. And I remember, you know, 
He's a victim. He was on inside the NBA, and I I remember the new NBA. Remember Charles is like, "Why aren't you still playing?" Like he was like, "I I don't know." Victim of the new NBA. Yeah, victim of the new NBA. You think so? Yeah. All right. Well, this in case you missed it is uh, brought to you by the CNS mobile app for the best online sports coverage. You can also uh, subscribe to the CNS YouTube channel. You'll see us on there. Hey, the little video. Hey, check me out. That's right. Check out the opening segment. And that is it for in case you missed it. Matt Lauer. <laughs> it's a Matt Lauer hour. Hope everybody enjoyed. I'm so happy their about thanks, Matt Lauer their Thanksgiving now, yeah. break. You know, I know, I know, all three of us here enjoyed our weekend, especially when we saw that Jay show. You mean the Vic Mensa show down at Vic and Jay? Oh. He opened up for Jay <laughs> down on Causeway Street. Hey, Sean, why are you trying to Murdered play it, it off as if you weren't I'm going nuts? Jay was fucking nuts, man. That whole yeah, show Sean was, was nuts. Sean was, was losing was it. Great. No, that was a great time. It's a great night. Great a lot, night. A lot of people there too. Packed show. It was a great time. In case you missed it. So music news, Q-Tip, fucking frustrated about the Tribe Called Quest, the latest album or their last album, not being nominated for anything in the upcoming Grammys. I love Q-Tip the rapper. I really don't fucking like Q-Tip. That's a person? He's an idiot. Hmm. Does, mean, he have a legit, does he have a legit gripe, though? No, he doesn't. I think he has a legit gripe. I, I, I'm with I you. I mean, they had him perform on this year's Grammys. Fine. I'm with you. We talked about it before. I mean, like, yeah, the timing of the album, obviously. The timing a, is the biggest thing. Yeah, but at the same time, though, there was, there was no promo was, behind it, though. No promo, well, no, no push. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying the fact that there wasn't a lot of great rap albums. Like, you would think they would at least get a nom- nomination for a, a rap category. You know what I mean? Like, some type of, I, I get it. But yeah, something. Him being mad about it is stupid. Was fucking pissed off. Well, the way he went off, yeah, the way he went on, on about social media, yeah. Instagram, in particular. By the way, Smithsonian curator of hip hop is Q-Tip. Yes, that's a crazy position. Yeah, that's a crazy job to have. <laughs> Could you imagine just he's about to put something together, like being soon. the biggest historian of hip hop and the Smithsonian for like, that's a fucking awesome job. He's about to put something together. I right? wish I knew that was a job as a kid. Down in D.C., he's going he's gonna to put some show together. I'm not qualified, but. <laughs> I don't think he knows he's qualified or not. He's just pissed off. Oh, he definitely is not qualified. He's a fucking psychopath. Shout out to Q-Tip. Uh, shout out to Zach once again. You can uh, catch him on uh, on Twitter. It's uh, Z-A-P Sports 508. What else? OTW Sports Radio as well. That's right. Yeah. Yep, you can catch him there. And uh, Awful Pistons takes. Guess what, guys? I'm on Twitter now. I saw you do. About yeah. damn time. This motherfucker. No, I've been on for a while. I just don't do anything. Because mm. I'm always running the Causeway Street one. Okay. <laughs> so. There you go. Yeah. You the reason why, the reason why What's sh- your handle? The reason why I shot it up. Tell you a sec. The reason why I'm talking <laughs> about it is because <laughs> on the last CLNS uh, video of us, in the opening segment of the Causeway Street podcast, they put a Twitter handle that I didn't know I had. To someone else. No, it was oh. someone else. It was like at Joel Pavone 2. Oh. Nothing to do with another me. Joel Pavone. It's nothing to do with Jeez. me. They also call me Dean Dutra. What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> oh, I wanted to keep I wanted to make that a thing. The Dean. Oh, the Dean's the here. Dean. That's, yeah, that's a pretty sick nickname. Yeah, you know what? I'll not not a good time to per, to debut it, but <laughs> Dean Dutra. Dean Dutra. Dean Dutra, huh? First I'm black, then I'm Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a black name. <laughs> and, and I think it was Nick, too, that put that up there, right? Yeah, that was Nick. All right, cool. Well, well my actual Twitter handle now is uh, at Joe. He's got to read off the paper. <laughs> underscore, because I don't use it. Hey, we should have been recording this. Underscore <laughs> L617. All right? It's the best I could do. It's classy. Because it's classy, bro. 
But apparently, there's a bunch of Joel Pavones out there that I know about. Not a good, sh- not as good as Sean Dutra. You know, if I put like Joel Pavone like 78, it would just look weird. So, Joe underscore L six one seven. All right. All right. Not that anybody. Go. I don't know if anybody's gonna tweet at me, whatever. But yeah, there it is. <laughs> just, just follow up, guys. That was that was <laughs> pathetic. Just follow up on whatever. Twitter. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. I don't you know if anyone me. really cares, but I, I got no. Twitter now. So. You, don't you don't have to. It's all good. You guys already follow. You know, Sway over here at Joe underscore Sway. Ooh, did you steal the second thing? Kind of no, did. No, I didn't. It's just a phonetically way to say my name. All right. That's yeah, so all. people don't say Joel. He gets yeah, that a lot. I get that. All right. And people say, "Oh, when they when they when I say, oh, I'm I'm Joel.' They're like, oh, spell it.' I say J O E L. Oh, so you spell it like Joel? No, I spell it like Joel. Hmm. It's like Jeez. Sean. They don't call you Dean or Sheen or Sean. They do. You know what helps though? Embiid. Yeah. No one calls no him one... Joel Embiid. Everyone says Joel. But you know, but you know. So how... obviously he's made. He's except probably made. Except for Mike Gorman. Mike Gorman still calls him Joel. He says why. Joel. Yeah, he does. Oh, come on, Mike. Watch really? it. Listen, listen to him. Listen to him tonight. Right, well, he'll, he's... Say it, he'll say it more than once. He's the only one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like really? everyone says Joel. But I feel like I feel like that was getting popular with Joel Anthony because he used to play for the Heat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was another Joel. You got some Joels to live up to, then, huh? That's right. All right. Until next time, folks. Malawa. <laughs> Malawa. Peace.